secret for you. Today, we're going to talk about the untold secrets of biblical principles of management. And we're coming to you from Genesis 126. It said, God gave us dominion over the earth. He has tasked us with the duty of managing all earth resources. So if you are an entrepreneur, a business coach, or you have a small business offline or a trainer, and you want to build a business online, then you have found yourself at the right place. Oh, and even if you want to build a business offline, but the key is you want to do it with biblical principles. When you build your life and your business with biblical principles, it just takes on a whole new meaning and it puts you in this world, but not of this world. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So as you come on, say hello so we can say hello back to you. And let me know where you are tuning in from. What state, what city are you in? And also share with us your business. Do you have one started? Are you looking to get one going? Drop that in the comments. And I always like to know as well, why biblical principle? Why is it important to you for you to build a business with biblical principles? So I'm excited about this next series that we're going to be going through. We just talked about leadership. We spent almost a couple months on that. And so now we're going to be talking about the principles of business management. So if you do me a favor and go ahead and hit that share button and, and share it out, I'm going to do the exact same thing. And again, um, my name is Kathy McReynolds, uh, founder of Bible Business Academy. And as I said, we help people build businesses with biblical principles. So we and, and you know what? Why while, while you're out there, let me know what your favorite scripture is. What's your go to scripture when you're going through your business and when you're building it, when you're feeling excited, when you're feeling like you need some encouragement, drop that in the comments as well and let us know where you're at on that and what is your favorite out there. So I'm going to get it out to one more place and we're going to go ahead and get this started. So we're super excited. And where are you sharing it at? And where are you watching from? Where are you coming from? Um, are you on YouTube? Are you on LinkedIn? Are you on Facebook? Um, we have, I don't know, about 10 different channels that you have the option to be able to watch this on. So I'm curious, let me let me know where, you, where you're watching it at and why that channel. What's your favorite channel? That helps us to be able to bring out the information that you all need. So your feedback is definitely, definitely important. So I'm going to go ahead. We got all of the shares out the way, um, introductions out the way, and I'm going to switch over here so we can go ahead and get everything started. So welcome out again. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, we help people build businesses with biblical principles. And we also teach you marketing, advertising, how to get customers, how to get leads. All of that is built in. And on top of that, because your mindset, if you can't get your mind right, you can't get your money right. So using the principles of the Bible to be able to think right and do the right things and create the lifestyle and the business that you desire is so, so important. So we're going to be diving into the untold secrets of biblical principles of management. That is something that's super important for people to be able to um, 
have, uh, you know, people can come up with idea, but they don't know how to manage a business. And, and that that's important. So uh, during this wealth business principle uh, series, I, you know, just take some notes. Let us know what you are, where you're struggling at and what you need help with. So Genesis 2.5 says, when no bush of the field was yet in the land and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up for the Lord God had had not cause it to rain on the land and there was no man to work the ground. And that's going to be crucial as we talk about this. So I want to thank you guys for joining tonight for another irresistible message from our Kingdom Business Workshop series provided by Bible Business Academy. You can go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com to learn more about our global organization. I am your host, Kathy McReynolds, and we transform entrepreneurs into kingdom leaders with the sole purpose of growing the kingdom and fulfilling God's original purpose. And we believe that this message will equip you to grow in your faith and your finances while advancing your life and business as you discover your purpose and pursue it with a passion. So let's get this workshop started. But before I dive in, I just got a quick question for you. How would you rate your management ability? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest, how would you rate that? Drop that in the comments. And as you guys who follow me on here, you probably know that I can't see your comments, but I do go back at the end and we'll take a look at that. Or if you're catching it doing the replay, let me know that you caught doing the replay and put your answer in there. Are you a one or a 10? Can you manage? Do you have your business plan? Do you have your daily plans? Do you have your weekly plans? Do you have your money math down? Like what is your money math? How do you work that? That's the question I want you to contemplate on. And we'll be telling you why as we go through uh, to this series right here. So we share the belief that financial stability in one's life, business, community, or country is due primarily to a lack of good management. And let me, let me repeat that. We share the belief that the financial instability in one's life, business, community, or country is due primarily to a lack of good management. In Genesis 1, 26 to 28, God gave us dominion over the earth and everything on it. And with that uh, dominion, he had tasked us with the duty of managing all of the earth resources. How are you doing with that? As I'm doing this, I always say you guys are welcome. You know, I welcome you into my personal syllabus as I grow myself. I'm just sharing it with you. all So welcome. Welcome. We're excited to have you here in this workshop. You're going to discover the importance of and kingdom way to manage your business successfully and get financial freedom from the world system because you got to be a part of this world in this world, but not of this world. And I definitely want you to stick around to the end because I'm going to share with you how you can get exclusive access to some proven systems for launching your six-figure online plus business and how to get those free resources. And I will also be telling you how you can get something mailed right to your front door and why it's important for you to grow in your faith and finances, which leads to more fun, more freedom, and more fulfillment. Who is that important to? Anybody want to have more fun, more freedom, and more fulfillment? 
the word is the best way to be able to make that happen. If this is your first time tuning in, again, I want to say welcome. And you might be like, who is that chick and why should I be listening to her? I am from Akron, Ohio. I always joke and say I grew up shy, sheltered in church basically six days a week. My mom was a minister, dad a football coach, left home at 19, lived in the D.C., Baltimore, Pittsburgh area pretty much for most of that time. We got anybody from those areas? If not, let me know where you're, you're tuning in from. Author, international coach and trainer. I'm an introvert, y'all, but I love to win. Business to me is a sport and I love sports and not perfect, but we do take action. Auntie to many licensed financial advisors. I've made money, lost money in I don't know how many businesses over the last 30 years. So with all of that experience, I want to be able to help you shorten your learning curve. Now, we do have a book available called Bible Business Secrets. So you can pick that up on Amazon or you can go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash book. And we actually have a free copy for you. You just got to cover the shipping and handling. And then you can also get a copy of our Believe and Grow Rich 4-in-1 Planner. This takes into account everything like literally that we're talking about today because it has your finances in there. It talks about your faith, your fundamentals, uh, your firm, your business, and you everything that you need, your family, your friends, like you can, everything that you need to manage something properly and keep a record of it, all of that can go right in here. So I highly suggest that you go to believeandgrowrich.org or you can also pick that up on Amazon. And not only do we come here live on Thursdays to be able to share this information with you, we also have memberships and academy because we just don't want to feed you information and then not be able to help you further. So I'll just share a little bit about our memberships. Um, They're to help you with a proven biblical plan to win at business and life. We have the Bronze Self-Guided, where it takes literally all the guesswork out of winning in business with online face-focused business training that actually works. Your silver success solution that allows you to join and connect with other faith-focused, like-minded business owners who understand your challenges. They hold you accountable and encourage you to reach your goal. I mean, how amazing is that to be around like-minded people? Or you can go to, I always say, the Mac Daddy of them all are gold elite leadership and be the leader God is calling you to come, become and build your business with direct faith leadership coaching. You want to know more about our memberships, you can learn more at biblebusinessacademy.com forward slash membership. Or if you want to start a course or a consultant business, this is where you want to head to in one of our academies where we'll teach you how to take your unique skills, talents, or gift and put them into a course or consultant business. So if you're an expert, you're a coach, you're a trainer, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you're looking to start or grow your business, then this is definitely, definitely something you want to take advantage of. It'll walk you through the entire process in a 10-week period. So you can learn more about that at BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash go. So back to our regular scheduled program now that we got all of those announcements out the way and our kingdom business workshop. See, one of the most important business kingdom keys is the principle of management. If you're familiar with the principle of management, drop in the comments and let me know. But I definitely want you to grab a pen and paper and write this down. And if you're catching it doing the replay, hit that pause button as much as you need. Take 
screenshots so that you get this down and you understand that. See, we're going to talk about what the principle of management is. This is probably the most absent component of business. And the average entrepreneur did not graduate from college. Most who did graduate from college, they took no class on management. And yet the university said, hey, guess what? You got this degree. You got all of this debt. You're ready. Go out there. And we always say, you know, the college professors, if you're not in business and in the grind, I've been, I, I don't know, almost 30 years now, you they're teaching on theory, right? We're teaching on reality of what being a business owner is about. And that's the whole key. We always joke and say, you know, they don't have enough common sense to get in and out of the rain. You can't teach me theory when I can learn something in actuality. And that's what we want to help you with. See, most college professors have zero experience in business management or running a business or scaling a business. And yet they're advising the next generation and speaking from theory, not experience. So it's important. It's important that you align yourself with like-minded people, people who have what you want, and they're moving in that direction. And see, here's why most businesses are suffering, and we don't want you to be in that. Now, a business will always be challenging. That's part of the game. That's part of being an entrepreneur. You solve problems. You solve challenges. But to start a kingdom business requires a special kind of biblical and management knowledge. And that's what this is about. See, most entrepreneurs, unfortunately, are broke. They're attracting broke customers and clients and patients. And this is why most entrepreneurs, gurus, coaches, consultants, and influencers online are financially embarrassed. And trust me, I tell the story of 2008 when I, you know, lost everything. And I'm going to share some other examples with you guys. I was in that situation of being financially embarrassed. So I know exactly how that feels. And the faith focus ones, you know, They'll be able to quote the scriptures, but they don't experience those scriptures. So we want to take you from being a, a, a quote, a parrot, and, and to go to experiencing what the, the word of God says. And we're all on that journey, y'all. We're all on that journey to get there. So together, let's go down that road. See, the boldly, they boldly claim God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and yet most are still renting. They have websites that are parked and automations on hold because they can't afford to run their business. And we are, you know, God's children, and this is not how we're to live our life. So in making that decision to change that, you have to implement biblical principles and be very diligent about it. Like he said, meditate on my word day and night. And this is how you change. And this is why we are here to help you to be able to grow to that next level. And, and here's a question that, you know, are we an embarrassment to God? It's just kind of like you think about being an embarrassment to your family, being an embarrassment. You know, I, I always just tell my, my nieces and nephew like you're McReynolds, that name, that name means something. So represent it well. And you can't be out there doing everything that everybody else is doing because you represent the family. And, and, and like, so if we're thinking of God and we're representing his family and the things that he, um, he wants us to do and he wants to make happen, we got to make some de decisions and do some things differently. And so if, and the reason 
is that they, you know, they follow the wicked and they have followed the principles that are actually taught in the Bible. This is why people create success. If you really do a study of all of the, um, a lot of the people who created wealth and who do self-help, you'll find that a lot of the teachings that they do come right from the pages of the Bible, but they just don't call it that, right? And that faith-focused kingdom-building entrepreneurs, leaders, small business owner, coaches, consultants, trainers, gurus, influencers, small business owners, and pastors have avoided the most important principle of kingdom life. Do you have any idea what that is? If you have an idea what you think that is, go ahead and drop that in the comments. See, somebody was calling because they're like, you know, I don't know what they want to. Maybe they want to know what we need to do, how you get to that next level. See, it is management. It is management. The average person doesn't even think about the Bible, a concept or a system for managing it when it comes to run their business. What they're thinking about is, oh, I got this product. Oh, I need these customers. One day they're doing it this way. The next day they're doing it that way. And there's no systems in place. And without systems and without structure, in place and strategies, then you're just like that hamster on the spinning wheel and you're going nowhere fast. So the question you should be asking yourself right now is what should you study to prepare yourself for a kingdom business? And that right there is management. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this series. And studying business and financial management just makes sense. See the how-tos of the text, the product development, course creation, marketing, advertising, sales, or even theology are all important, but they are not the most important. And you got to understand what the most important is because a kingdom is a monarchy and the kingdom is an administration and governments are in the business of management of resources and the delegation and distribution of resources. And the key to good government is the effective management of the kingdom. Let me repeat that again. The key to good government is the effective management of the kingdom. And that's what you're tasked to do. Y'all know I always love to pull stuff up from the Webster Dictionary, 1828 Dictionary. And so I thought I'd do some research for you all and, and share what the dictionary says. And the reason why I use this dictionary and I suggest that you do as well is because they use scriptures. And it goes way back when before every Thing got all watered down. It says the territory a country subject to a king, an undivided territory under the dominion of a king or a monarchy. The foreign possession of a king are not usually included in the term kingdom. So possessions, which most of us think that that's what we're here to acquire and possessions and all of that, that's not even included when they're talking about the kingdom, thus we speak of the kingdom of England or France or Spain without including the East or the West Indians. So um, Indian, the habits of population subject to king, the whole kingdom um, was alarmed. So like, it's all about the, the, the what's in there and the population and, and the people and all of that. It's in natural history, a division as the animals, the, veg the vegetables and the minerals in the kingdom, that's part of the dominion that we have, a region, a track, the place where anything prevails and holds sway as the watery kingdom. And then here is where they take it to scripture. I would take a screenshot of this and I want you to just go and study this. I always tell everybody, you never take my word or anybody's word for 
something, you have to have a personal relationship with God and, and, and do your own studying. But take a screenshot of this. It says in scripture, the government or universe dominion of God, that's in first Chronicles 29 and 11, Psalms 145 and 11. You can go back and read these so that you get a greater understanding of what the kingdom is and then eventually what dominion over that is. The power of supreme administration. See, the power of supreme administration, not just like, you know, normal administration, supreme. There's a reason why that word supreme is in there. A priestly nation or state, ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, Exodus 19.6. Heaven, Matthew 26.29. State of glory in heaven, Matthew 5 and 3. The reign of the Messiah, Matthew 3. And government rules, supreme administration. So when you see, when you think of the kingdom, it's the best of the best. And that's our goal is to help build the kingdom. At Bible Business Academy, one of our goals is that over the next 10 years, we're going to create a thousand entrepreneurs who are making a, 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 a eight, a seven, eight, nine figure uh, income so that they can take that money and pour it back into the kingdom. And then to have all of our resources and stuff in multiple different languages all around the world. See, that's the plan. That is the game plan. And see the facts that destroy dreams, the facts that take you off of where you're at and get you, you know, like Paul said, you know, I kept the faith and I didn't look to the right or left. A lot of people, they, they, their dreams get destroyed. See, religious people believe that God operates in, in emotions. And a lot of times we operate in emotions and you can, emotions have absolutely nothing to do with it. Sometimes you just don't feel like doing things or sometimes you're emotional, but that doesn't matter. You do it anyway. See, they believe that if they can just get God to feel sorry for them, they can get anything they want. And that's why they're still broke. Anytime you have that mindset of give me, um, I want to get it for free uh, or, or you're cheap, you know, a, a I'm just going to call it like it is, right? And you don't believe that you should pay to learn, then it's it, it's stopping you from growing. I can't count the amount of money that I've spent on mentors and trainings and all of that stuff. It, it has been that way for the last 30 years. You're all, you, you, there should not be a year that goes by that you're not in some type of masterclass, going to a training and doing something to help you grow so that you can build your business and you can do the things that, that you want. So I want to take you over to second Chronicles nine, one through 25. And I, and instead of me saying this, I want you to see the example in the biblical principle in the Bible. And during this series, because I think it's important to tell you what scripture says, I'm going to be sharing a lot of scripture with you because I don't want my words or my thoughts to get intertwined in this. I wanted to come straight from God and, and what he inspired. So we're going to talk about what I want you to ask yourself is, when is the last time that you went to a training, paid for a training, bought a book, listened to a YouTube um, tape, or you did something to advance your business so that you can grow and become and live out that dream that God put in you? So I thought like after doing some research and all of that stuff, uh, Queen Sheba and King Solomon's story 
was to me one of the best examples of sharing with you why that's important and how they did it. So if we just implement what they did and how they did it, then all thing, everything else is off the table, right? Because you, God has given us the example of the importance of learning, uh, earning, training, seeking wise counsel. All of that is in here. So let me go ahead and get started with it. It said, the Queen of Sheba heard of King Solomon's fame. And she traveled to Jerusalem to test him with difficult questions. Right there is a whole big thing that you can just look at. So she heard of his fame. So online, has anybody heard of you? Are you are you posting consistently? Are you uh, doing lives? Are you doing reels? Like, what are you doing to get the word out there? Do you have a book? Have people heard of your fame? And then once you know that they've heard of your fame. Are they putting together questions or do you have a questionnaire for them to fill out to be able to ask questions so that you know how you can best serve them? It says when she and Solomon met, she asked him all the questions that she can think of. He answered them all. That's the key right there. He answered them all and there was nothing too difficult for him to explain. The Queen of Sheba heard Solomon's wisdom and saw the palace he had built. See, and saw what he had built. And so can people see the business that you have built? Can they see the, the growth that you have? Is it is it right there where everybody can see it? She saw the food that was served at his table, the living quarters for his official, the organization, see the organization of his palaces and the uniforms that they wore. Management. Everything was in order. Everything was in place. Everything looked good and it was pleasing and people wanted to be a part of that. And that's the key. See, the clothing on the servants who waited on him at the feast and the sacrifices he uh, he offered in the table, it left her breathless and amazed. So when someone walks into your world, when someone sees you, are they going to be breathless and amazed? And, you know, in all transparency, I had to, when I looked at this, I thought about my life, you know, 20, 30 years ago when I put more effort into all of this and everything, right? And I'm like, this right here convicted me to say, you know what? Get back to who you were born to be and become. So that means that there's a whole nother part of, I always talk about our personable syllabus to put that back together, to always present yourself as being the best of best. You're not comparing, you're not trying to please, you're just doing what the word says so that when people see stuff, it gives them the the, the um, confidence that you're able to serve them and to help them. She said to the king, what I heard in my own country about you and your wisdom is true. I did not believe what they told me until I came and saw it for myself. See, so can they see it for yourself? You can advertise, like people literally rent houses, they rent cars, they do all of these things just to impress people online. And it don't ever do that, right? Be true to who you are because whoever you're meant 
to impact, God will put them in front of you. He said, I had, she said, I had not heard of even half of your wisdom. You're even wiser than people say. How fortunate are those who serve you who are always in your presence and are privileged to hear your wise saying. And that's how you got to look at your life. Do you bring value to the people around you? Do you bring value to your customers, to your clients, to your employees, to your 1099 staff? Like whoever you're talking to, do you bring value? And one of the ways, like, we have uh, our sales team and there are different places, you know, around the, the USA. Um, and so we're meeting on Zoom every single Monday through Friday on Thursday. And that's our opportunity and chance to pour into those people. Do you have systems like that in place where you're meeting with your your people? How often are you meeting with them? Are you bringing value to them? Are they growing? Are they getting better? That's the key right here that you want to look at. She said, praise the Lord, your God. You know how it is when you finally find someone who gets you and can help you get to that next level. It's like, man, you know, it's exciting to be in that position when you can learn, you can grow and you can get better and you can do the will of God in your life. He has shown how pleased he is with you by making you king to rule in his name. See, we want to be advanced in business, but we're not doing what God looks for in, in having that management. If we don't have that management and being over the things and doing, you know, he said, if I can't trust you with the little, I definitely can't trust you with the lot. So are you waking up every day? Are you presenting yourself in the right way? Are you putting your best foot forward? And it doesn't mean in the beginning that it has to be about money, 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 but it's about you, your resources that you've been entrusted with. How are you using them? See, because he loves his people, Israel, and wants to preserve them forever. So this is like, we're doing God's plan. This is what he loves. You, you know, he loves us. He loves the people. He wants us to have the best. It's no different than you with your children. Do you not want your children to have the best? Why would our Heavenly Father want anything different? He has made you their king so you can maintain law and justice. And this is this is her speaking to King Solomon. And so what has he made you a business owner of? What has he implanted in you? What idea did he give you that he gave you dominion over? Or are you that person who has a thousand different ideas and haven't even implemented one of them? And that's the key right there. You have to put yourself around someone who will help you build a system to do that. She presented to King Solomon the gift she had brought. She brought him gifts, right? She So she got all of that knowledge. And then after she got the knowledge, after she asked the questions, after she was, you know, shocked and awe and amazed at what he did, she gave him gifts, more than four tons of gold and a very large amount of spices and jewels. There had never been any other spices as fine as those that the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. So she was getting paid. He was getting paid. Everybody was benefiting, not just them, but the people who worked under them, the people that they serve, because they decided to become who God created them to become. 
I challenge you today is that, you know how I always say that mirror moment, look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you living up to what God called you to be? And I, you know, when I do that, I'm like, no, I got a whole bunch more to go. I got a whole bunch more to do in order to get to that point. And that's what makes you wake up. That's what makes you get going. Someone said, how can you stay so disciplined? I'm like, how can you not? When you know that you've got a heavenly father out there who's provided so much to you and he's tasked us with doing certain tasks, you get up excited about it to make it happen. See, the men of King Herman, the king of Solomon, who brought gold from Orpha, also brought um, juniper woods and jewels. Solomon used the wood. Okay, so here, here's the resources. So this is what he bought with his money. He didn't go out and buy some shoes and spend money on clothes, designer bags and all of that stuff, right? All of that he had because he it, it didn't. But listen, I want you to listen, listen, Linda, right? I want you to listen to what he did and the steps in his management process and pattern that he did. He used the wood to make the stairs in the temple for his palace and to make harps and, and, and lyrics for the musician. So he took the natural resources that God gave him along with the wisdom that he gave him and he produced something. What are you producing? What like did you produce that course? Did you produce a product? Did, are you producing? What are you producing? And then there's an order to that. He got the wisdom. He began to share that wisdom with people. Um, he, he put out in an environment where people turned to him for help because they knew that he would provide it. And then every time someone stepped in front of him, he over delivered. Can you say that you're over delivering? And if not, what are you willing to do from this day forward to change that trajectory of your life? See, nothing like this had ever been seen before in the land of Judah. That's what we want people to say about us. Man, that business that they have, nothing else has been like this. And this is why when you you know start a business, you do your research and you find out what's working and then you figure out what the main problem is and how you can make it better. That it's so good that you're their only option, that they must buy from you because you did all the studying, you did everything that you needed to do. And it wasn't just about sell something, sell something, sell something. It was about creating a system, a structure, something that would last. See, King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba everything she asked for. Is that the comments that you get when people are coming to your course or your consultant or your business or having conversations with you? This was in addition to, see, in addition to what he gave her in exchange for the gifts she brought him. So guess what he did? He over-delivered. We get so caught up in like, no, I'm not going to give that away for free or no, I'm not going to tell you this. I'm not going to no share that because it, it's not about you. If God, it put you in that position to be able to share things, to be able to help things. And do you have prices and all of that stuff that you're going to charge? You got to be so good that people are like, man, I would feel bad if I didn't pay you for what I've learned from you. Every year, King Solomon received almost 23 tons of gold in addition to the taxes paid by the 
trade traders and the merchants. So every year, that was his continuity program, right? That was his continuity program. And every great business should have a continuity program. And all that is, is that you're getting paid on work you did yesterday and people are paying monthly payments in order to make that happen. So do you have a continuity program? The kings of Arab and the governors of the Israelite district also brought him silver and gold. So it's the, that's the goal to get like King Solomon. And how did he, like you remember the story when he was 14 and he started that out, he asked God for wisdom in order to be able to help the people that he put him in charge of helping. And he said, because you asked for wisdom and you didn't just say, give me money and give me things and all of that stuff, not only am I going to give you wisdom, but I'm also going to give you everything else. So that's an example of seeking God first and everything else will be added to you. Is that making sense? Give me any aha moments that you had during that section right there and let me know what your thoughts are. See, Solomon made 200 large shields each of which was covered about seven kilograms of beaten gold and 300 smaller shields, each covered with about three kilograms of beaten gold. Now, here's why I put that in there. They, The Bible gives numbers, specifics of exact, why do you think that is? Because that's management. Some of the numbers you have to understand in your business, you know, what's your cost per click? What's your average cost to acquire a customer? What What's your the average time a customer stays with you? What's your opt-in rate? What's your upsells, your downsell rate? What's your average per, percentage of, of people who buy more than once and become lifetime customers? See, all of that is money math. If God put it in the Bible and put numbers in there. That's part of a management system that you can follow. And don't worry if you don't know how to do this. These are things that we have set up for you in our academy. See, he had them all placed in the hall of forest of Lebanon. Then the king also had a large throne made. Part of it was covered with ivory and the rest of it was covered with pure gold. We're talking ivory and we're talking gold. Six steps led up to the throne. Why was it important to put six steps led up to the throne? See the details there? See the details of what the word is teaching us to know? Do you know your steps? What are your steps to build your business? What are the steps to get things done that you need to do? How many levels do you have in your upsell, backsell, and all of that stuff or your products that you're offering? Are you aware of that? See, because that's management. When you know specifics, you begin with the end of mind and then you reverse engineer it and you put down all of those numbers and then you can adjust that every week. Like you can have Financial Freedom Friday where you're sitting down every Friday and you're going over all your numbers and not just of what the numbers I just shared, but I'm talking your tithes, your offerings, all of that stuff, your budget, like you have to be well aware of what's happening in, in your business. And, and trust me, this is something that I'm a financial advisor. So I help people with that. It's kind of like that doctor that they talk about. You help everybody else do something and then you don't always do it yourself. This, these are the levels when I said to you that we got to go to that next level. And that's why I love, love 
this planner because all of that's in here. It gives you your, your personal and your business. It sets up all of your planners of everything that you need to do. And you, you actually sit down and you plan out your month and then you break it down by week and then you break it down by day. See, and then when those six steps led to the throne, there was a footstool attached to it covered with gold. There were arms on each side of the throne and the figure of a lion stood at each side. There is a reason like all every word that God puts in the Bible is for a purpose. So if you look at the details that he's sharing here and you take that and you ask yourself in your business, what are the details that you have that you're sharing that your team knows about and that they understand and you have those systems working in place? This is like when you sit down and you compare last week's numbers against this week number and you know when you like uh split testing a headline or a closing then you you can come back and it doesn't have to be like rocket science you can write it down on a piece of paper okay between this week and this week i use this headline here's the return or i posted you know on social media here are the hashtags that worked best. So you repeat what's been successful. That's what managing a business is about, doing the things that work and always testing because there's always another level to success. It's kind of like that iPhone, right? I have the, the, the iPhone here. When they first started out, everybody remember and knows they had, you know, the little small one, the big one. And I think we're on the iPhone 10 or 11 or whatever it is. So once you get your system down, this is what you're doing. You're constantly testing it, testing it, testing it. But you got to have the numbers so that you know what you're testing. Is that making sense? Let me know in the comments if you had an aha moment and that makes sense. See, King Solomon was richer and wiser. Richer and wiser than any other king in the world. Do you want to be richer and wiser than anybody in your niche? Is that your goal? To be the best of the best? Why not? Isn't that what we're put here for? No matter where you're at, no matter where you're starting at, no matter where you've been or what you've been through, because we know all of the stories of everything, you can become the best of the best. See, they all consulted him to hear the wisdom that God had given him. See, God gives us this wisdom. This is not something that we can brag on for ourselves. It's he who gives us the power to create wealth. Each of them brought Solomon gifts, articles, of silver and gold and robes and weapons and spices and horses and mules. So if you are growing your business and thing is going, things are going the way that you want them to go and people are willing to pay you or, and, 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 and refer you to other people is because you're bringing value. And if they're not, you got to stop and call an audible and change the play, lay everything out, get all the numbers down, get all the sequence down of what you need to be doing and manage that properly so that it gets you to the point of where you want to be. See, this continue year after year. That's the ticket right there. You don't want to be in and out, you know, one hit wonder, one business wonder. You want something. There's businesses that last for hundreds of years. Whenever you see that, that's because of good management. So if you're going to learn management, why not learn it from a biblical perspective? See, King Solomon also had 4,000 stalls for his chariots and horses. 4,000. 
do you know what your inventory is? Do you know uh, the, the, the websites that you have? Do you know what you have? Um, he and had 12,000 cavalry horses. Some of them he kept in Jerusalem and the rest he stationed in various other cities. So that's what you want to be able to know is what do you have? What is the number of it? Somebody should be able to ask you your numbers and you should be able to rattle them off just as I'm reading this. And that comes from getting wisdom and doing the work, being disciplined to write down your numbers, being disciplined to write down everything. So it, 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 again, let me know what you just got out of that. See, guys, here's what we should understand. There are biblical principles and system laid out clearly for us in the Bible. If you just watch this or you, you're joining in uh, during the replay, go back and listen to that. And I want you to start thinking like, Oh, yeah, I see. I see that system. See, the proper management of those resources is very, very important. And then people, they they get that thing. Oh, well, I don't want to be greedy and have all of this. But did you just see what God gave King Solomon? And if you go through the word, you will see it over and over again. He has no respect of person. Why not have that be for you as well? And get the, the idea that it's about greed. That's just the enemy trying to stop you from being from having those blessings so that you can then pour money back into the kingdom. Um, I, I think I, I heard uh, Miles Moreau say this. He said that you, you, you just made $100 last week, but you didn't even pay 10% on the, t on the tithe of that, but you're asking for a million dollars. And it ain't going to happen until you are diligent with the small things. And that's the whole ticket right there. See, greed is a word that has been misused and the inappropriate use of it has blocked your blessings. It's like it sneaks up on you because you pay by emotions instead of wisdom. Let me repeat that. You pay by emotions instead of wisdom. So I think it's important for us to understand and define what the word greed is so you can get that out of your head that everything ain't about money. Only, only broke people who are unwilling to do the work. And it has nothing to do, y'all, with you know your salvation here. But we, and you'll see as I go through here, um, God put us here to do the work right? We're not saved by works. We're saved by faith and grace, but he did put us here to have dominion over the world. But greed is a business kingdom killer. And I want to share this with you. And I definitely want you to take notes and pay attention so that you can change that thought in your head. If you get your mind right, you'll get your money right. See, the mismanagement of resources for personal benefit is what greed is. So that everything that you make in your business, do you take it and turn around? Do you go out to eat with it? Do you buy, you know, uh, expensive bads and all of that? Like it, 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 your car, like are you spending more on your car or or designer stuff than you are putting in your house or putting money away or putting back into your business for that matter. In other words, a greedy spirit 
that will manipulate resources so that he or she could be the ultimate benefit only. So if it's all about you, it's all about you benefiting and you feel that inside of you, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Jesus says something about greed being one of the kingdom killers. In Mark chapter 7, verse 22, Jesus said, these are the things that destroy a man, acts of greed and covetous and wickedness, wickedness, deceit, um, unrestrained conduct, envy and jealousy, slander and profanity, arrogance and self-righteousness and foolishness and poor judgment. All of that is greed. If you want to know what the word says, what Jesus said about greed is right there. So I want you to hear those words and I want you to hear them carefully. They are all related to a greedy person. I would like literally take them and write them down and then check them off and be honest with yourself because that's the only way that you're going to change your life and get to that next level is am I wicked, covenous, unrestrained conduct, envy, jealous, slander? Do I always curse all the time? Am I arrogant? Am I self-righteous? Am, am I foolish? Do I have poor judgment? Like you have to go through that. And I'm telling you as entrepreneurs, because we all have gone through that. If you're a human, you've gone through that where it, because you are in control of your own destination, sometimes you put Put yourself in a position, I've been there, right? Well, can't nobody tell you nothing because you know everything, right? Until you figure out that you don't and that you can always be in that learning word mode. I want you to hear those words carefully that are related to a greedy person. And once you write them down, once you check them off of the list, then put together a game plan. That means you can read books, you can join a mastermind group, you can share with someone who won't judge you on here's where I need to grow at and what I need help with. So, you know, if you catch me saying a, a bad word or if you catch me talking about somebody or something like that, remind me that those are kingdom killers. And that's something that you, that I that in order to become who God wants me to become, it's going to stop me. That's what you need in your life. Somebody who believes in you and loves you enough to help you to grow to that next level. And that's what memberships are about. That's what joining mastermind groups are about because you become around like-minded people. And when someone wants to grow and when someone wants to get better, they never worry about somebody telling them the truth. They never argue about that. They accept it. Sometimes they may not agree. They can agree to disagree, but they don't argue about it. They just like, oh, okay, because sometimes you can't even see yourself or looking in the mirror. So you need people around you who will be honest to you and not just yes people and tell you everything that you want to hear. So when you when you're when you're thinking about those words um, and, and you're thinking about being like arrogant and greedy and it's all boils down to two words, foolish and deceitful. That's not who you are and that's not who you want to be. And if you found yourself in those situations, guess what? Yesterday, you don't even have to look behind. You can start a game plan today to change that. And this is why 
you got to just keep saying to yourself, greed is a business kingdom killer, but it's not the type of greed that we, I just gave you the definition of what greed is, right? What God said about it. He says, all these evils comes from the inside and they make a man unclean. So you got, you got to, it's your insides that you have to fix. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus repeats this sentiment concerning greed. He says, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hip, hypocrisy and unbelief. The, the hypocrisy and unbelief. This is what you want to be on guard against. There's nothing concealed that would not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roots. You got to watch yourself because greed is so sneaky. You may think you're holier and righteous and, and got everything going on. And in reality is greedy. So I want you to understand what that word is, what it means. And don't let the world define what greed is. Let let the Bible teach you what greed is like God, Jesus teach you what greed is because it can sneak up on you and it can rob you of your destination and what you were planned to be. So this right here that we're going to cover next is the parable of the rich fool. And a lot of people will throw this out and not use it in context. And like I said to you, this is why we're using so much scripture, because you got you can't just read one scripture and come up with something. You got to read the beginning and the end. And our job, because of our mission, is important to share the truth with you. And the truth is not what we say is what the word says. And this is why we have to share the scriptures with you. It says someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge of an arbitrator between you? Then he said to him, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. So if you recall when I was talking about the kingdom, the kingdom is not about possessions. It's about having dominion over everything else to grow the resources that have been entrusted to you. And he told them this parable. He said, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus in grain. And I'll say to myself, you, 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 you feeling that now? Like me, 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 me. You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take it easy eat, drink, and be merry. Now, how many times have we seen the scripture thrown out there? eat, drink, and be merry. But see how it's being used in the word to describe someone who is saying, instead of me giving something away or helping other people, I'm going to store it up for myself so that I always have the things that I want to have. That's what that eat, drink, and be merry. And now they do have that in another place uh, in the Bible. I think it's an Ecclesiastes or a proverb. But you got to understand how things are being used. But God said to him, you fool, the very night your life will be demanded from you, this very night your life will be demanded from you, then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? See, that's the whole key thing. Just like check yourself. 
Are you preparing everything for yourself? Is it all about you? Are you living in that me, me, me? It's about me world. I'm going to have it. I'm not sharing it. I'm not giving it to anyone. That's inside of you. This is why you got to meditate on the word and ask God for wisdom and to be able to change your inside of what you what, what you're developing. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. That you want to be rich towards God. And, and the only way to get rich towards God is to meditate on his word day and night. Understand, and he will give you, like I was just telling someone yesterday, like I just get so excited when I'm preparing these things or I'm reading and learning because the knowledge that he just gives me and the wisdom, like that's like none of this is me. This is God working through me. And that's what you want to say because when you understand that, it's not about you. What you gather and what you make and what you earn is not about you. You think first. Who can I share it with? Uh, who have I paid my tithes with? And and it, it like God owns all of everything, everything he owns. So it's not that he needs your 10%, but he's having you to give that 10% and to give the offerings and to give the other things so that it helps you to not fall into the rich fool type of person. And I'm going to share some examples of people that has gone through this. And so then I'm going to share those because I want you to learn from it. See, it's hard to imagine how someone could blow through millions of dollars, but it happens a lot, right? Everybody's heard the story. And why do they do it? From two things, mismanagement and greed. So mismanagement of the resources that they've been trusted with, they don't know the numbers, they can't say the numbers, they don't listen to anyone, they, they, they have that haughty spirit and that know-it-all spirit, and that's greed, right? See, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some examples of people who, who have gone through that, not to, and I thought about like when I put, it, put this out, because if, it, if you guys know me, I never like to... I'm always wanting to encourage and talk good about people. And these people that I'm going to share with you, they did good, but you will probably recognize them. And you might be like, wow, I never thought. And I want you to use it as an example so that you won't fall down that same trap. Uh, we talked about Marvin Gaye. And I think this was back from 2015. It says Marvin Gaye estate had an estimate net worth of $5 million. The singer's financial troubles, see, along with drug addiction, that's right there. The, the things that I have underlined are the things that put people in that greed and that mismanagement. Follow him for the rest of his life, even though he continued to record albums and perform. So he had his talent. He has his gift. He has the things that he was born with. He had the things that he was born with. He, he ended up moving to um, in 1981 to avoid the IRS. So avoiding the IRS. And he was actually unfortunately killed in 1984 when his father had shot shot him in a heated argument. So, you know, do you do drugs? Do, do what is it that you do? Are, are you avoiding the IRS? Like all of these are signs of greed. And if you are doing them, check yourself before you wreck yourself, make it a decision to stop. God is so forgiving. So no matter where you're at, you can stop and you can start right now because he will open up his arms and, and forgive you. It talks about Kim Basinger where she filed bankruptcy in 1993 and she had a net worth of five points. 
$1.4 million. And her reason for filing bankruptcy is because she backed out of a, a film, a commitment with um, Boxing Helena. And at 60 years old, because she got it together, right? She now has a net worth of $36 million, And this was years ago. So you see how you can lose everything, do some things wrong, recorrect yourself, and get better at it. What about Willie Nelson? He currently, at the time of this, and I, again, I think this was 2015, he had an estimate net worth of $25 million in the early 1980s through the country icon received uh, one of the highest tax bills in history. And after federal investigation, he found he had invested in a tax shelter that the IRS ruled illegally. And so he was on the line for $16.7 million, and his lawyers were able to negotiate it down, but he still couldn't afford to pay for it. He ignored it. So what are you ignoring? What are you ignoring that you don't need to ignore, that you know that you need to take care of and get it right, but you haven't done it? And because he ignored it, and I, trust me, I've been there before, he caused the IRS to raid his Texas ranch home and seize all his assets. See, because eventually they're, gonna, they're going to catch up with you. Everything but his beloved guitar, which his daughter sent him in Hawaii. So I want you to learn from from the people that have created something great, lost it, and some of them have got it back. Rapper MC Hammer released his album, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, in 1990. He had an estimate net worth of $33 million. I mean, like, think about that. Do you, could you ever imagine going through $33 million? But not long after that, Hammer filed for bankruptcy protection with a total of $1 million in assets. 33 to one and at least 10 million in debt. Man, that's one of the things the word is so clear about is not being in debt. And that's something that we all should work towards getting completely out of. And that means that, you know, it's very tempting to get these loans to fudge, you know, the numbers and all of that stuff, but you don't want to do that. And years later, he told Oprah, his debt was a result of frivolous spending. What are you frivolously spending things on? And I hope you're getting the point here. We're not talking about them, but we're talking about the actions that they did that you can learn from. He said, I took my money and I employed 200 people in my community. You know, everybody like, I want the hookup, right? Can I work for you? And, you, and like, you don't want to say no. Like, you got to learn to say no to people. And he had a payroll of a million dollars a month at a time doing things that made absolutely no sense being a people pleaser, right? These are things you can learn from. Um, M MLB pitcher Kurt Sch um, Schilling earned just over 114 million during his 19-year career, and after retiring, he sunk almost all of his net worth, 50 million, into a founding a video game company. Then he lost his entire fortune when the company filed bankruptcy in, in 2012. Now companies go in and out, but when you're getting ready to invest in something, we're in an era now where, you know, the NFTs, uh, the, the Bitcoins and all of this stuff is out there for investing and people are putting all of their money in it and then they're losing everything. And then they're like, oh my God, I didn't know because you didn't do your homework. You didn't seek wisdom on it. See, all of like you there, my financial advisor part is coming out of me. 
You have to sit down and put a plan in place. That's management. All right, what do you have? Do you have a game plan? We do what we call a financial needs analysis where we help people put together a game plan, not only for their life, but also for their business. So they know the numbers. They know exactly what date they're going to be out of debt. They know exactly what's going to happen. Those are the key aspects that you want to be able to help people with. See, he was forced to sell his possessions, including his bloody sock and his three million mansion home. And after eight months battling with cancer, he went back to work at ESPN for an analyst. Things happen. What can you learn from this? Larry King, net worth of $150 million. And as I'm looking and doing research on these, like some of the people like him, I had no idea that he had filed for bankruptcy and he was earning much. He wasn't earning much working as a radio announcer in Miami. And he admitted, see, here's what he admitted, that he was flying high back in the 60s during, um, during his time in Miami. So what are you flying high on? Especially nowadays with the social media and everybody trying to keep up with the Joneses, the, the you know, whoever, and, and be that lifestyle person online, you must what? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. So I don't want you to look at the person. I want you to look at the act activity, the action that they did. He struggled to find a journalism job. He filed for bankruptcy with 352000 in debt. And he was saved when CNN offered him the talk show in Washington. And, and, and he set, stayed in that for 25 years. So he, he had to come back up because I'm sure as you know, they say you had to come to Jesus moment. I don't know what he did, but he got it right. Mike Tyson, four hundred million dollars over the course of his 20 year boxing career and his earnings didn't last him have your have you ran out of your earnings i have before right have you ran out of your earnings the former heavyweight champion filed for bankruptcy in 2023 with a total of 23 million in debt there we go again we're talking about the debt how much debt do you have do you know the exact number of debt do you know exactly when you're going to be out of that debt and what it's costing you if you're going through things like divorce or irs settlements or back tax and all of that stuff. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it because it's eventually going to catch up with you. And we all know the story of Michael Jackson uh, when uh, they said his net worth when he died was about 40 to 42 billion. Um, had he not died at 50, it would have been there. But in 2005, when he went through all of the stuff with the child abuse and doing things like that, putting yourself in situations, I don't, you know, I'm not here to judge and say, well, something happened or not. But what are you doing? Are you putting yourself in situations where people have the ability to say, hey, this ain't right and you can get in trouble and you you get lawsuits and all of that stuff it was said that he was a millionaire who spent like a billionaire do you overspend do you spend more than what you make this is management this is the part of business that kills people and and kills a business put them out of business instead of them managing it properly and putting the money and the resources back into your business when you first start a business if you're just getting started sometimes you might not even get paid sometimes if you have to make sure that everybody around you is getting paid and you as the business owner as the leader might be the last person to receive the money but 
but it only lasts for a season. Everything is for a season. Are you willing to go through that season? And when he died, he was still in debt. So you want to be in debt to no man. I always tell the story of my dad who's been gone for 30 something years and he still hit off of a $36,000 a year salary at the time of death, six months for retirement, the decisions that he made, I, re, I, I, I remember him telling me, okay, so if, if I die, I'm setting up my pension and I'm setting up certain things like this so that your mom can get the money and never have to worry about anything. And he was saying that a lot of the, the men that were at his job and what he was doing, they were taking a hundred percent of everything. And he was like, I can't do that. And he died on the 27th of the month, had $400 in debt because he always said, if you can't pay for it at the end of the month, then don't get it. But every four years, he had a new car. Um, he also, the house was completely paid off because he was a good management manager of his money. He said, I remember him sitting down at the kitchen table and, and literally he had this yellow legal pad where he would write down all his bills. And my mom said he would tell her, okay, Aretha, he called her Aretha. You want to sit down, you want to write out everything. And when she, they had been married like 40 years when he died and she had never filled out a check ever. I remember us teaching her how to do that. She had never um, filled out a check, but 30 years later, she still hasn't had to work because of the decisions and the management decisions that he made not being greedy about himself and thought about generational wealth. That's what you're building this for. It said, leaves in, leave an inheritance to your children's children. He has left an inheritance to five generations down. Guys, let me know if this is making sense. I'm sharing these stories with you so that you can have an idea. You can have that shock and awe moment so you can say, man, I don't want this to ever happen to me. When you think about because you can't control a thought that comes into your head, but you can definitely control whether you act upon that thought and how long that thought stays in your head. We don't have time to go into how, but that is something we definitely teach you. And I, I'm going to share with you 11 billionaires. Okay, so we talked about millionaires. Now let's talk about billionaires. Who would ever think that if you're a billionaire that you're going to go broke? But see, it's multi-million dollar yachts, mega mansions for homes, private jets, fleet of cars, more, uh, more of these men and women, it all was worth billions, but bad luck and other factors made them lose it. And in a spectacular fashion, like when you go down, you go down in a spectacular fashion, right? They were part of the one percenters and then they became came part of the 99%. So I just share with you millionaires and I'm going to sh share with you billionaires because I want to impress upon you the decisions, the actions, not the people, the people, the, the actions that they made, avoid them, learn from them. Learn to become like King Solomon, Queen Sheba. Well, it talks about per Patricia Kluge, who was married to one of the richest men in the world, John Kluge, who had a personal wealth of $5 billion in the 90s. At the time of their divorce, she was left with $1 million in alumni, but she also received the lavish estate of Alamar in the Virginia countryside. She took her chances and established the Klong Estate Winery and Vineyard. And that's what entrepreneurs do. We take chances, Right. 
But did she do the numbers? Patricia also entered into the real estate business by taking a loan. See, here's taking a loan with all those PPP loans and all that stuff that just came out. Some were forgiven, some were not, but you got to pay taxes on it. $65 million to build more than a dozen luxury houses, which later turned out to be her biggest mistake. 2008 banking and housing crisis. I tell you guys all the time, that's where I lost my house, my Mercedes. Like all of that stuff happened during that season for me as well. The 2000 banking and houses crisis, it, it, she defaulted on those loans and she ended up needing to like get rid of all her possessions. And then Donald Trump bought from 65 million, he paid her $6 million for it. So go figure, right? Is it worth it? These are the decisions that you want to make. And I put this one in there, Hong Wing, uh, because everybody is into buying, you know, all of the Bitcoins and everything that's coming out. And most people go on hype or they go and they're trying to make a quick buck. You know what the word says about making quick money? It will dwindle away. See, he was a chairman of the Qing... Jinxing Holdings, a Hong Kong-based umbrella-making company, 75% stake is is which is he he owned by him and his wife, right? And so when the market dipped, his company fell 91% in two days, tanking his 1.9 billion of personal wealth. Can you imagine that? You got 1.9 billion of personal wealth, and in two days, it's all gone. It's all gone. See, the high vol volatility of the Hong Kong share market costs other companies, not only just him, what you do in your decisions, it, it made other people lose money. So who are you affecting by the decisions that you make? Albert, number nine, uh, Alberto Villalera, he was a former U.S.-based investment manager who made billions through his investment company um, as an advisor. And along with his business partner, they had at the height of their company, they had a net worth of one billion. When you get there, you are like, I arrived, I got it all right. But in 2000, OK, because there's always a season for everything. Uh, the market will always go up and it always go down. Things will happen. A volatile stock market sell off badly affected both his and his company's financial status. In 2005, he was arrested on charges of security fraud. And in three years, both were convicted of money laundering, wire fraud and stock fraud cases. And I don't know if this this is kind of old here, but he had to serve some prison time for that. What are you doing? Like, are can you look at some of these things and say, man, I need to change because that's what this is about. It's not about the people who did it. It's the examples and the actions that they took to do it. Albert Villalar, number eight, was once one of Germany's richest people with a personal wealth around $12.8 And like few others on the list, Merkel was also hit hard by the credit crisis of 2008, and he lost $3.6 Despite the massive loss, he still remained one of the richest men in Germany. But guess what? By the end of 2008, his investment firm faced some serious allegations and reported $6 billion in losses. So to make up the profit, Merkel, so to make up for it, right? What are you doing to make up for something? He played a humble, a huge gamble by making a serious, a risky investment, which cost him more money. Are you, because of a situation that you're in, making decisions that won't serve you in the future? 
that may be a temporary band-aid on that situation, but it won't serve you. And unfortunately, he ended his life by throwing himself in front of a train. Like, come on, like this, this is all not worth all of that money. And this is why I'm sharing this with you because so you can see what greed looks like. So you can see that the activities, Jesus laid them all out for us. And now I'm just sharing with you real live examples, thousands of years from the Bible, where the stuff that he talked about is happening. Uh, Vijay Mele, um, an Indian businessman and a former billionaire, is subject of extradition, facing charges of massive financial fraud. You know, so he had 1.5 billion, and his troubles began with the amount of debt when his debt started to pile up. So are you over leveraging your company? Are you spending more? Are you going into debt and doing more than what you should be doing? These are the things that you want to be able to look at. Sean Quinn, the recession in 2008, uh, he was one of the richest people in Ireland, about $6 billion in 2005. And so when you look at his holding companies and after the financial crisis, he got in trouble for insider loan issues. And so the, again, what what are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you sharing? What are you doing that when you get that feeling in your heart that you know you shouldn't be doing something, do you keep doing it? Or do you get do you, do you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and say no, it's not worth it? You like we all go through that, but the decisions you make in the moment will determine your future and how much God will give to you in order to manage. And when he had multiple cases of liquidation, litigation and corporate fines and fraud, all of that is the result of it. Right? This is famous case of Bernie Madoff. Everybody knows Bernie Madoff with a lot of money. Right. Um, he Ponzi schemes. And, you know, when you look at the internet and what's happening in the internet, there's so many schemes out there and people like get caught up with the shiny objects and all of the stuff that's happening. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And you know, they get all excited and then they take their money, right? Stop getting excited about it. Like I get messages, somebody put something in, you know, we sent you $2,000. What would you do with it? Immediately block those people block them, delete them, get rid of them, don't have that energy around you. See, he successfully defrauded thousands of investors of billions of dollars. And then when everything tanked, he wasn't able to pay for it. So they uncovered that he had a 64, $64.8 billion of fraud. And all of that good that he put in the world is now being, he, he's in prison for, I believe, for the rest of his life. Is that worth it? It is not worth it. Elizabeth Holmes, she was an American inventor and entrepreneur and was known as the youngest um, technology company out there, 9 billion. This is what her valuation of her company was. And what she was doing, potentially misleading investors about the new innovation, like overhyping something that really wasn't. When you're putting out new products, you're putting out 
programs? Are you overhyping it? Are you telling the truth, right? This is, these are the keys that you want to look for. You want to get people to share their testimonies and you want to get them, you know, like guys, are you getting value out of this? Are you getting those aha moments? You got Alan Stafford convicted of a massive fraud, um, 8.5 billion. Um, he had 30,000 clients in 136 different nations. And when I look at this, I'm like, man, that's exciting to know that you impacted so many people around the world. That's what we want to do with Bible Business Academy. And But he got involved in the Mazit Ponzi scheme. And guess what? It all went away. So greed is about you doing things that will benefit you and not benefit what God wants us to do. Uh, number two, as we wind this down, Bolger, I can't even pronounce his name, but he defaulted on some loans. He had 1.1 billion, 45% of his shares went to the largest three banks. And he pretty much went from 1. billion down to zero. These are the stories of people who you can learn from. And last but not least, I love this picture, right? He got this car in his house, right? British, Eek um, Bashes, British businessman. And he lost multi-million dollar fortune in the mining and the oil. 30 billion is what he was worth in 2011. But his demise as a billionaire began after a certain crash in the mining industry and collapse of one of the biggest companies OGX. So you got to know what industry you're in. You got to do the research. You got to get the reports. You got to make sure you do all of that stuff before you invest your money off of feelings. Don't invest off of feelings and don't get in massive debt. Because again, we show the massive debt and continuously falling company stock. And this is what caused him to go from the high pro profile of a hundred million dollar money laundering case from his, they called it Operation Car Wash. I share these stories with you so that it's an aha moment for you. And you look at it and you say, man, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to have the greed in me. And it, because Satan is sneaky, right? He wants to come, um, this shiny object, get you to start doing things that you know that Sometimes it's not even you who is doing that, but it's that desperation of, of, of trying to acquire stuff. Remember, it's not about possessions. So I want you to ask yourself, is that where you're heading and you're trying to get rich? Is that where you're at or where you've been? And if you are, what do you want to do? You want to check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? You want to just go to God. You don't, you don't have to go to another human. Just go talk to God and tell him, okay, here's where I was at. I listened to this and now I want to walk in an alignment with you and I want to get things right. See, this management series is about how to understand God's dominion strategy for your life and for your business so you can create the success that you desire and deserve. And that success should be about pleasing God and doing his work. So if you look at dominion in the Webster Dictionary, and we're going to go into what the word says about it, it, it says sovereign or supreme authority, the power of governing and controlling. So do you have supreme authority over your business? Are you governing it? Are you controlling it or is it controlling you? The dominion of the most high is everlasting dominion. That's in Daniel 4, 3. So you, you think about dominion, the, the most high, it, God is the ultimate, right? It's power to direct 
control, use, and dispose of at pleasure, rights of possession, and use without being accountable as the private dominion of individuals. So that's one way that you don't want to go. Territory under a government, region, country, district, governor within the limits of a prince or state of British um, dominion. Government, right of government. Jamaica is under the dominion of the, the Great Britain. It's predominance, it's ascending, and it's an order of angels. Like when you get things right, God sends his angels down to say, help them. They're going in the right way. I need you to guide them and to direct them in the way that they need to go. So whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or, uh, or powers, that's in Colossians 1, 16. So you can learn, and part of what we're going to be talking about is God's dominion strategy, and are you walking in it? Let me know what you've gotten out of that last section. What was your aha moment? What what made you make that decision that you want to do things differently as of today? So I want to end this talking about God's dominion strategy for today. And we're going to talk about that because this is the foundation of us becoming financially smart, good stewards of the resources. And you can find this strategy in Genesis 2, right in the beginning of the Bible. Even if you read that verse before and that chapter before, I'm asking you to go back and read it again as if you're just reading it for the first time. So Genesis 2, it says this is the history of the origin of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the days that is the date of creation that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. No shrub or plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprouted for the Lord God had not caused it to rain um, on the earth. And there was, here's the key, no man to cultivate the ground. So, but a mist, a fog, a dew, a vapor used to rise from the land and water the entire surface. So God held back on what he set out to do because he had no man to cultivate the ground. That shows us what we're here for. It says, then the Lord God formed that is created the body of it. I'm reading from um, the the Amplified Version, a uh, man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of the life. And then man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit. So you were born complete in body and spirit. And the Lord God planted a garden oasis in the east and eaten delighted land of happiness. That's what it was. I need you to be in the delighted land of happiness. And he put the woman, the, the, the man whom he had formed created there. And in the garden, the Lord God caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing to the sight and the good, suitable, pleasant for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, in the tree of the experiential knowledge, recognition of the difference between good and evil. We know that story and know that part, right? Now a river flowed out of the Eden to the water of garden, uh, garden, and from there it divided and became four branches rivers details. I want you to see this. When God planned the earth, it was details. He had a strategy of everything. Do you have those details in your business? The first river is named Pashan. It flows around the entire land of Halava, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. 
Bedlam, a fragrant, valuable resin in the onyx stone are found there. The name of the second river is Ghana. It flows around the entire land of Kush in Mesopa, and I'm probably messing up all these names, and the river is named Hadagai Tires. It flows east of Asia, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. I mean, like, think about this. Why did God give us so much details? Every word in the Bible is for a reason. This is showing you his dominion strategy. And this is how you should have your business plan laid out, your marketing strategy laid out, your social media strategy laid out, your advertising laid out. And every river that's flowing, every line in your business, where is it flowing to? If you have a funnel, where is it flowing to? Where is it going to? What are the steps that you need to put in it? And in Genesis 15, 2 and 15, he says, so the Lord God took the man he made and he settled him in the garden and eat it to cultivate it, to cultivate it. So he put him in the garden to keep it going, to cultivate it, to make it work. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may freely, unconditionally eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of the knowledge, recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. We know all of this has changed under the law, but you got to begin at the beginning and know what God's dominion strategy is. Now, the Lord God said, it is not good beneficial for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him. See, you, you see that one who balances him. So you got to be with someone who who you're, you're the man who balances you, who helps you get done what God sent you here to do, somebody who is suitable and complimentary for him. So the Lord God formed out of the ground every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called the living creature, that was his name. So it, 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 it is what it was, right? It was just simple. We overcomplicate even starting a business and naming a product or naming or, or naming our course or naming like we put too much time to it. Like just do what, what God had Adam do. Right. And the man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the air and every animal in the field. But the ad for Adam, there was not found a helper that was suitable, a companion for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made fashion formed into a woman and he brought her and presented her to the man. Then Adam said this, this is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and a mother and shall be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not, not ashamed or embarrassed. So the reason I'm sharing all of this with you because people read certain parts of this. Why did he do all of this? For dominion over the earth to work it, to cultivate it, right? So I want to recap the starting point of understanding God's dominion and strategy and why this is important for you to understand it to become financially free. See, Genesis 2 is a powerful chapter about you and about the earth. First off, we had a record of God creating the heavens and the earth. Then it says there was no life on the earth. And you can go back and imagine a massive planet spinning in space with just rock hard surface, no no trees, no animals, no grass, no beauty, and no plants. He didn't allow anything to grow. So 
I'm sharing that with you because maybe your business isn't growing and he's not allowing it to grow because you don't have management skills over that business and over your finances and some of the things that we talked about that the millionaires and the billionaires were doing, maybe you have some of those, or maybe you don't have some of those, but you're not getting in masterminds and classes, reading books and doing your due diligence of doing the things that Solomon um, talked about and Sheba, right? of getting of being wisdom and getting the wisdom and being wise and and being able to answer all the questions so you notice that it says because god had not sent rain he didn't allow anything to grow so we know that saying you know make it rain and then maybe it's not you're not able to make it rain right now because you're not ready that's and instead of whining about it you say okay what do i need to do to get ready where, where, where can I, you can go back and you can watch this over and over again, and then just begin to ask yourself, what are some of the things that you can do to change the trajectory of your life and start operating in God's will? I want you to reread it carefully. He was holding back progress and stopping development. He didn't want anything to advance. He didn't allow anything to come to life. He kept everything buried and didn't allow anything to grow. And why was that? He had a challenge right? There was no man to work the ground. And see, there is sometimes you may have a challenge. That's in Genesis 2 and 5. You, you have a business idea. You have that, but you're not equipped to work the business. You don't know the ins and outs of it. You're, you're everywhere and you're just trying to figure it out. The Bible says God didn't allow it to grow or pro progress because there was no man to work the ground. So even though you're there, are you equipped to work your business? What you see here is God's motivation for creation and why we're here. So as we close this out, I want to take you back to what does work mean in the Hebrew Bible, avoida or avoida. It literally means work, worship, and service in Hebrew. In a modern context, usually referring to business type activities. It can also mean agricultural work and more traditionally serving God. So you see is business type activities. This is why you can take the Bible and use it to build your business from these biblical principles. When you do this, you can't go wrong. Now, will things always work out right? No, because you have seasons. You're going to go through stuff. God needs to, you know, with Joe, you, you guys saw some of the story. I mean, like, you know, the stories in, in the word and it happens. So what you also want to understand is the relationship between work and worship. See, work is worship when you fulfill God's purpose for creation. Let, let me rephrase. Let me say that again. Work is worship when you fill God's purpose for creation. He just shared with us what his purpose was for creation. And when you fulfill that and you multiply and you make things grow and you take dominion over and control over and you do it for his will and for his glory, you are preparing and developing the earth and the benefits of the humans for God's glory. And he is working through you. That's the whole key. Are you going to let him work through you? And guys, I know that was a lot to go through. And I want you to join us next week if you want to learn more as we dive deeper into this leadership mastermind program and talk to you about how um, 
you can get your management program and all of that stuff together so you can learn more stuff, get more wisdom about it. And we're going to uncover more biblical principles and dominion strategies and show you how to apply them in your business so you can grow in your influence and your income and then take that money. Like remember King Solomon, he was so wise that his influence was incredible. His income was incredible because he sought wisdom first uh, to what you seek God first. But he back then he sought the wisdom. He asked for the wisdom. And so if you want to learn more about this strategy and you want to dive in with us, I want you to reread Genesis 2 in a minimum of 10 different translations. I think it's always important to go read different translations so that it's, you know, every one of them give you kind of different understanding. And then eventually God will give you the discernment of what you need to know and and then reference those with the 1828 dictionary if you come across something that you don't understand the words for look it up in the dictionary and i think of the cycles like when i was young my sister my older sister she was like 12 years older than now she used to make us make me look up words in the dictionary when I was a young child and I had to memorize them and know them. And, and little did I know that habit of studying and reading and the things that she implanted with me are the things that I've carried through life. And so this is what you want to look at. You want to position yourself so that you can learn and you have to study to show off proof. So I want you to join us next week for part two of the untold secrets of biblical principles of management. I hope you got a lot out of this. If you want our help and you want to get your personal questions answered, you can book a strategy call with us and you can also go to calendly.com, call Kathy and schedule a time to get with us. If you want to expedite your learning, your growth, your business, join our membership or join our academy. Again, and our academies will help you turn your your, your um, idea or your skill or your passion or your talent into a course or consultant business. That's what the academies are about. We also have other academies on marketing and advertising and all of that. So if you're an expert, you're a coach, you're a trainer, you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, and you want to start and grow a profitable business and you want to do that with biblical principles, some of the ones that we just shared with you now, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash go. And you can also become a part of our membership and, you know, if you're that person who you just want to get on, you want to learn something, you go with the bronze self-guided where you can go through the classroom and take everything. If you the silver success solution will allow you to connect with other like minded faith entrepreneurs as well. And then you got the gold elite leadership where that's you go all in with everything that you need in order to change your business and change your life. And these are proven biblical plans to win at business and win at life, just like some of the ones that I just shared with you. So make sure that you join us next week for part two, the untold secrets of biblical principles of management, where we're going to cover God's dominion strategy and how you can apply it in your lifestyle, in your business. So make sure you don't just listen to this and don't take action. Take action, book a strategy call, get registered, join our academy, join our membership. And if you stayed here to the end, I'm just super proud of you or if you're watching this during the replay, it takes courage to step out on faith. It takes courage to become 
who you were born to be and do the work. And no matter what path that you choose, we're here to support you 100%. And when I told you at the beginning that we want to ship something out to you, we we want to take some of the trainees there in hard copies where you can literally write on those and we want to send those to you. So when you're in our membership, you're going to get one up front or our academies and then the memberships, you'll get a different training every single month. And we are working on getting those in different languages. So if you have a language that you want, you can let us know in the comments and we can work on making that happen. So what question can we answer for you today? You can go ahead and begin to drop those in the comments. We're going to head over there in a second. But always remember, you can text or call us at one eight three three bible biz or email us at info at kathymcreynolds.com. Join the membership, join the academy, take action. They're proven plans. You got the bronze self-guided, the silver success solution, and the gold elite leadership. So you can be the leader God is calling you to become. Screenshot this, pause this, or just go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash membership so that you can learn about those. Or if you know for certain that you want a course or consultant business and you're that expert coach, trainer, entrepreneur, business owner, and all of that stuff, then this is the academy. That's the direction that you want to go in. So guys, we're coming to an end here. I'm going to hop back over to the other side and see if we have any questions and see how we can help you get your questions answered. So let's put a little, we have from Patricia Boxmeyer. She's one of our, from our sales team. Hey, she's saying hi. Um, and from Orissa um, Edwards, she said, awesome and powerful. So we thank you guys for dropping your comments in the chat so that we can uh, be able to help them. So I just want to remind you all to get our free report. You want to go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com, BibleBusinessAcademy.com. You can download a free report that will not just talk. It will also talk to you about money and investing and all of that stuff as well. You can go there to get that to get our planner, you want to go to believeandgrowrich.org. You can pick up a copy and order your copy there. And as I said, you can get all of these on Amazon as well. And our new book, um, Bible Business Secrets, you can pick up a copy of that at biblebusinessacademy.com forward slash book for free, or you can go to Amazon and order you a copy on that. So I hope this all brought you guys wisdom tonight and has positioned you in a place where you know that the difference between greed and doing God's will and his strategy for us. And we're going to dive more into that next week. So make sure when we put the registration out that you get registered. So I appreciate you guys. Hope it brought you tons of value and that you use the information that you get to do the will of God and do his will. All right, y'all appreciate you. Have a great day and we shall see you later. Bye-bye.